This is a re-recording of the first installment, the first class of 20-minute Hasidus. And as I began the, the live class, um, I could hear my father commenting, my father is a chrono levracha. I can hear him commenting, 20-minute Hasidus? What in the world is that? <laughs> How are you supposed to accomplish anything of substance in 20 minutes, let alone the esoteric... Uh, world of Hasidus that is um, that requires many uh, prerequisites and requires some time to let percolate and understand um, and so with uh, f- forgiveness <laughs> um, we will do the best we can in the next little bit this recording will probably be less than 20 minutes um, just to go over some basic ideas with the knowledge and understanding that there's so much more to go into now, a second disclaimer is that we're going to be discussing ideas of tshuva, and that the first stop when trying to understand anything in Torah is the Chumash, uh, and then the Chazal, the Midrashim, and the Gemara on that. And then specifically in the realm of tshuva, the Sifri is so the most basic, fundamental works in tshuva are Svarim like the Rambam in his Hilchos tshuva, like the Shari tshuva of Rabbeinu Yonah, these are uh, the primary sources. What we're discussing here, it's very important to note, is all built upon that. It's not to replace those sources, but to offer a different perspective, and it is built upon those sources, as you'll see overtly, actually, in this case. So what we're going to do in this class is we're going to cover three slightly different angles. Um regarding the, no, the understanding of what tshuva is. The three steps will take the form of uh, looking at a piece of nesiva shalom, then a small piece of sfas emes, and finally a small section of um, the Balatanya's uh, discourses on Pasha's Vayichi, on the Torah. So our first source tonight comes from the Sefer Nesiva Shalom, um, the Nesiva Shalom is a very popular work written by Rav uh, Shalom Noach Brazovsky. He is the previous Slanum Rebbe. Um, and uh, it's, a, it's, it's a fascinating work. It's very interesting um, how popular this Sefer has become. Um, it's uh, interesting, this, this Sefer kind of caught on in all different parts of Orthodox Jewry. Um, I remember there was a very significant step when there was a Nesiva Shalom Shir given in the heart of the Mir Yeshiva of Yosef Elephant started to give a Shir on Nesiva Shalom, I think it was on Thursday nights when I was in the Mir Yeshiva, and that raised some eyebrows because classically the Litvisha approach, Litvisha Yeshiva's Lithuanian Yeshiva style doesn't have room for Hasidic thought, and this was, uh, this was a big deal. Um, and it, it, you know, it's, 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 it's very popular, there's uh, English compilations, etc., uh, the reason for the popularity, I think, is because of the unique blend that is presented in this work. We're not going to see that much of it tonight, but uh, just know what the work, work is about. Uh, the author himself was trained, he, he grew up in Europe, in, in Baranovich. Um, he was in a Slalomer yeshiva that had very heavy Lithuanian yeshiva influences. Those who ran the yeshiva themselves were trained, trained in Lithuanian yeshivas, and it has a unique blend, blend of Hasidic sources, um, and Muster sources, and all uh, written in a accessible and sweet um, 
Hebrew language. So I think that's, those are some of the elements of this Sefer's success. So this is a piece that appears in um, one of the volumes of Nesiva Shalom when, um, in, in a section that he deals with uh, different aspects of tshuva. And there he starts with the following question. Beginning with the Rambam, as I mentioned before, uh, one of the most, if not the most primary sources when it comes to ideas of tshuva. And uh, he quotes the words of the Rambam, who himself is discussing how important, how beautiful, how, how impactful tshuva is. And the Rambam writes, um, it is, uh, tshuva is a great thing, and the difference between somebody before tshuva and after tshuva is, is very, a very, very stark contrast. As the Rambam says, Emesh, yesterday, haya this person was hated by Hashem, mishukatz umeruchak v'to'eva, he was despised, distant, an abomination. But today, after he does tshuva, he is beloved, he's cherished, he's close, and, and a friend. Um, and he continues in the next halacha. How great, how elevated is tshuva. Yesterday, he was separated from Hashem. And uh, today, and he gives proof, te- proof texts for both. Yesterday he was distant, today he's close. And the Salaman Rabbi asks, that's a very powerful description of what happens when a person commits a sin, or what, a person, uh, what happens to a person when he does tshuva. But that's really the second step. Why is the Rambam focusing on, on step two? Meaning, what he's describing is the result of sin and the result of tshuva. The result of sin is that somebody is distant. The result of tshuva is that somebody comes back to Hashem. But that's not the description of tshuva itself. Or is it? So the Slavna Rebbe builds on this concept, and he says, no. That exactly, that is exactly the point of tshuva itself, as he writes. The purpose of everything is that a Jew should cleave and be close to Hashem. It is the height of a Jew's desires and the height of his uh, happiness. Um, so it comes out that all descriptions of the damage that is inflicted by chet, by sin, it's like nothing compared to the sum total, which is that a person has made himself distant from Hashem. So each and every sin has the impact uh, of that particular sin, but that's nothing in comparison to the overall effect of just being one step further away from Hashem. And he says that's really what a person's life is filled with. Every all of the ups and downs a person experiences in life is connected to his level of dveikos. It could be plotted on the chart of dveikos, of connection to Hashem. Kol every action that a Jew does, oshem either it brings him closer to the shechina, to the Divine Presence, mistabek al yedei he becomes connected to Hashem, oshem misrachik menu, or becomes distant from Him. Because this action that he decides to do is not pleasurable to Hashem. Well, there are only two options for every action that a person can take. It's either good and it brings him closer or it brings him further away. That's it. Those are the only two options.
And therefore, he concludes, and when I'm reading here, I'm, I'm jumping around in various paragraphs, uh, trying to put together something that is uh, shorter and brings out the same point or a similar point. So he concludes and he says, is that This is the explanation of the words of the Rambam when it comes to his description of the greatness of tshuva. It brings a person close to the Shechina. As it says in the verse, Shuva Yisrael ad Hashem Elokecha. Yisrael, you should, you should uh, return to Hashem, your God. Hainu, Shuva hi ad Hashem Elokecha. That Shuva brings a person close to Hashem, your God. The Pasuk, uh, the verse, if you read it straight, just means return to Hashem, your God. And what he's saying is, that tshuva brings a person close to Hashem, your God. Um, and then he clarifies how this works. How is it that one moment a person can be these very strong poetic words of distance and, 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 and uh, dirt and defilement, and the next day he's beloved? How could that be? So the Nesiva Shalom says as follows. He says, if you have a fallout with somebody that you're not so close with, you have an acquaintance, you have a co-worker, you have somebody who you have what to do with because your lives, you know, cross paths for some reason. And then you have a fallout and you get into a fight. Then you make up afterwards. He says it's rare to find a situation in which that those two people really ever regain that initial basic closeness. But when it comes to somebody, two people that really love each other very much and are attached to each other in a real way, then after there's a, when there's a break in the relationship and then it gets repaired, that relationship returns back to its original love and perhaps even more so. And he explains that that is the relationship between a Jew and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It is a naturally and intrinsically intensely close relationship. And the difference between these two relationships is, is the closeness one that is intrinsic, it's there Always, it's really the most, the, the most basic, strongest part of the relationship is this intrinsic closeness, or is it mikre, or is it just happenstance? So in the first relationship that we described, the closeness is happenstance, and therefore when there's a break and there's a repair, and then it kind of returns to happenstance, or it doesn't return all the way. But when that closeness is integral, it's internal, it's, a, it's a, the basic building blocks of, of these two people, then that closeness can return the next moment as long as tshuva is there, then that person can return the very next moment and become one who is ahuv, nechmat, karav, yadid, a close, beloved, um, beloved to Hashem. So that's the first uh, point I wanted to bring out, the Nesiva Shalom's understanding. And it's not just his, there are many other Hasidic sources that bear this out. The idea that tshuva is the act of returning to Hashem, returning to a natural state of closeness to Hashem, not just repairing what one has done wrong, but the sum total of those repairs lead one to a closeness with Hashem, which is what life is all about. Uh, the next source, which takes this one step further, is the Svas Emes in this week's Parsha, this week's Parsha, Parsha Snitzavim. Um, the Svas Emes has just a few short lines, as he often does, that are very, very powerful. And with these few short lines, he takes the same concept and draws it out even more significantly. We can start this way. The Medrash indicates, Medrash Tanchuma indicates that there are several things that were created before the world came into existence. There's uh, what's listed is Kisei HaKavod, HaTorah, Beis HaMikdash, Avos Olam. This is uh, God's throne, the Torah, the Beis HaMikdash, our, uh, our Avos. 
uh, and there are a few more, and Shuva is one of them. Shuva is the last one on the, on the list. Now, Shuva, as we would ordinarily understand, is a way of repairing something when it goes wrong. It's a repair kit. It's medicine when something is, is sick and off. Why would medicine be necessary before the world is created, before there's a problem? Why would a person go out and fill his, his uh, medicine cabinet with medicine unless he is expecting to become sick, I guess? But that's not the first thing to go, a person would run out when he first uh, moves into a house. The first thing to get is not medicine. But yet, when Hashem created the world, there were several things that predated the world that were prerequisites that were necessary in order to build the world, and one of them is tshuva. How does that make sense? Furthermore, the Zohar indicates that even tzaddikim, even righteous people need tshuva. There's a line in the Zohar quoted by other Sephardim, referring to the concept of taking a tzaddik, a righteous person, and engaging him in tshuva. Why would a righteous person need to do tshuva? So here's what the Sephardim says. Ki iker eino ala dafka. The Iker um, Hachuva, the main part of Chuva, is not specifically after one has sinned. Ach A Jew has to go back and return back to his source. This is what our sages teach us. Shemagas ad that Chuva reaches up until the heights of the throne of glory. Klomar. That is to say, that we need to be engaged in returning our souls back up to their creator. As it says, Ad Hashem a person has to return to Hashem your God. This is a slightly new, nuanced way of understanding this verse. Before we explain, Nesiva Shalom said a person should return to Hashem, meaning that tshuva affects this return, this connection to Hashem. The Sfas takes it one step further, and what he says is that um, this return is not just for somebody who is distant because of sin, but this return is for everybody, for every neshama. Kol asher neshama be'apo. Every neshama has to return back to its source. As the Balatani explains in the next source that we're not going to have time to read, but he explains that every single person in existence is automatically separated and distant from Hashem. We all started out in our real and spiritual form as nishamas, as souls. The root of every Jewish soul is rooted in Hashem. The source of every Jewish soul is sourced in Hashem. And when that source gets patched together with a goof, with a body, and thrown down into this world, that's a serious yurida. That's a downgrade for that neshama. It's not comfortable here. This is not where it wants to be. It's distant. It's like a flame, uh, as the mashal is given, as, as the imagery is, is often quoted, like a flame flickering, trying to go higher and higher and kind of jump off that wick. That's really where our neshamas are. Our neshamas are in a place that it doesn't want to be. It constantly wants to grow out of where it is and go back to its source, to fly back up to Hashem. But for the time being, it's on a mission, and it's here, and it's tied together with the guf, with the body. And our job is to take that neshama and, so to speak, push her back. Push her back even while we are 
and we are Zoha and merit to be alive and well in His Hashem. We are still in the um, engaged in the holy work of returning our neshamas back to Hashem by identifying with our neshamas more than we identify with our guf, by taking on Torah and mitzvos and all things that are good for us. That is also, or according to these farim, that is the essence of tshuva, of recognizing that a person's soul is rooted in Hashem and trying his best to take that soul and return it back to its source. So the three steps that we covered in today's class. Number one, the Nesiva Shalom, who taught us, based upon his analysis of the Rambam, that the essence of tshuva is to cleave to Hashem and the sum total of returning, uh, of doing tshuva for chatayim, for specific sins, is that a person becomes closer to Hashem, not only closer, but completely beloved and as if the, the sin never happened, and uh, perhaps even more so because that closeness is intrinsic and integral and internal. That was the Nesiva Shalom. This point was then, was then pushed forward a little bit more by the Sfas Emes, who told us explicitly that tshuva is not uh, necessarily um, to be exclusive after and aver after a sin, but that every neshama um, needs to be pushed back to Hashem Yisbarach. And then we also have the Balatanian's third level here, which I, I would say is Hasidah's heavy, um, in which he notes that every single soul, when it gets placed into this, or, into this earth, uh, needs tshuva immediately. And that tshuva, again, is not repentance in the classical sense, but it's, uh, it's the notion that every soul needs to be returned back to Hashem by recognizing that that is where we really are and that's really who we are.